smile. 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 It gets better. 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 Because there's so much infinite love everywhere. Smile. It gets better. Okay, so episode two. <laughs> Smile talks <laughs> with my heart, my beloved Chris Port and Y is what we call her. Yeah. And um, she's here blessing us with her presence and her grace. And I'm so grateful to have you here because you don't do this. <laughs> no, no, not at all. And I'm grateful to be here. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate that. It's a huge inspiration to the culture right here. So hey. you cannot say no at any time. Oh, thank you. Thank you. you. <laughs> I, I believe that I really believe the same things about you. And I really am just so excited to dig in into like <laughs> who you are, what you've been doing, how far you've come. Because of course, I'm seeing it. I'm watching it. I'm tuned in. But we want to share you with the world and share your art with the world because you Thank are you. killing it oh my <laughs> god it's like Thank so you. amazing so um just give us a quick little rundown on who chris port is yes so basically i'm heavily influenced by streetwear beyond and that's where i spend most of my time and most of my days in the street getting influenced by everybody every single nationality gender everyone's included and basically, I like a lot of transparency because it means more to me for someone to be transparent. So what I believe I put into my clothing and I want everyone to be transparent. I want to know exactly who you are so I know how special you are. You know, we are, are all amazing and very different, but that's what makes New York. And I feel like New York is the best mixing pot for everything. That's like, I couldn't agree more. And so you're from New York, Brooklyn yes. to be exact. Brooklyn. <laughs> so what part of Brooklyn are you from? And how did that help shape your identity and who you are today? Yeah, I mean, growing up in Coney Island and then moving to Bensonhurst, I kind of got the best of both. You know, it was literally from, you went from the ghetto to like, you know, seeing people do drugs on the beach to moving a little better in an Italian neighborhood. And either one, I always felt like there was more. So there was a train station by my house. I would hop on the train, unfortunately, sorry, mom, at age eight and just go to the city because they said that's where I would be. You know, somebody told me, you should go to the city. You look like more of a city person. And I went to the city and I fell in love. I fell in love with everything I saw, the people, the freedom, just it was so much life. And so what was your place in the city when you got out there or were you kind of just like, oh my God, this is new? Because I know that's a huge culture shock going huge. from Brooklyn to the city. Huge. So now it was like, did you try to fit in? Did you just say, well, I'm just going to stand out? Like, how did I, you find your place? I was definitely like that kid that wasn't homeless, but you thought they were homeless. Right. Like I would sit on the corner, I would sit on the street and just watch everybody. And people yeah. wouldn't give, I wouldn't even ask for money. People would just give me money because I looked homeless. Oh my God. And I loved it. <laughs> I loved the fact that I could just sit there and watch and not be bothered and that's right. what i do now with my current lifestyle and my current clothing line i block my face because i literally want to sit there and not be bothered i spend a lot of time in parks i spend a lot of time sitting on street benches oh and God. that's the reason i don't show my face because i don't ever want someone to you know interrupt my imagination when i see something that's huge. Yeah. Because I was definitely going to ask you <laughs> what mask. that was about, what the mask was about, because yeah. this is what you do all of the time. You all the time. All your pictures. It, <laughs> doesn't, it doesn't matter if I'm standing next to Naomi Campbell, yeah. I'm hiding my face. Which you have. <laughs> I, I have. I have shot my shot several times. Yeah. All the nod. But it doesn't matter who I'm next to. It's just something that I prefer to do. It's just, you know, I want you to love me for my clothing, not for what I look like not for you know if i talk to you and then i don't talk to you like 
just enjoy the clothing and you can learn a whole story from if you really take a look at the clothing. Yeah, you're really an experience. And I yeah. feel like your clothes follow that path as well because I feel like you, you're here and you're there and you're here and there and people get to experience you for this moment. Um, and so now you're putting yourself into Chris Port and why. Yes. So how do you, are you though? Cause I don't want to speak for you. Are you, <laughs> are, do your clothes reflect you and this kind of like mystery and all of this stuff or like, what is the purpose behind yeah. your clothing line? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Everything that I feel, I try to put it into a fabric uh, type of pattern on how I am. And for instance, the half pants, like, we're all good and we're all bad. There's things we've all done that are good and bad. So it's a half. So we split the pants in half. And then our good side is really good. It really looks, you know, and then our bad side is just bad. Right. It's just dark. So I just feel like every time I feel something or something influences me, I try to find a fabric, make a pattern, and create it that way. Wow. So it's definitely me and my clothing. Right. And mm -hmm. all of your moods and everything that comes yeah. with you. Yeah. So what piece? can you say that you identify with the most or has gotten like the most energy from you? It's always my transparent coat. Yeah. Always because I'm very transparent. I don't have the energy to, to seem fake to anyone. I don't have the energy to entertain lies or anything like that. Like when you speak to me, it's what you get. Like there's no, well, Chris told me this. No, what I say is the truth. And unfortunately, hopefully you like it. <laughs> yeah, right. That's it. Exactly. So I'm a very transparent person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And have you been like that since you were younger? And no. have you always had this, like, you like it or you don't attitude since you were younger? How were you received by people As growing younger, up? Uh, people, my family is from Cuba. They're, they were very confused by me. Like, they were just like, what is this person? Why you look like this? Why do you want to cut your hair like this? Why right. do you want... So okay. it kind of took me time to find myself. And I thank Manhattan for helping me find who I was and just growing me to the person I am now. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Oh my Thank God. <laughs> and did you ever go into a space where you were, I mean, I'm sure you enjoy being a student. I, I can tell that you love to yes. absorb and seek knowledge and like the whole nine. Who were some mentors for you? Or did you have any internships anywhere that kind of shaped like? I had a great like short-term internship at uh, Bad Boy for like, oh. he, he, he invited me to some, some, what was it? It was like an award dinner. It was amazing. It was, it was his name's Jeff Tweedy. I don't know if you heard of him. Yes. He, he owns Sean John. Oh my God. That's, he, oh my God. That's awesome. Yeah, he took me, <laughs> he took me like out of revolt and he was like, I'm going to bring you here. And yeah. it was short, but it was meaningful. Right. Like, I don't need you to continue to put me on your back. And I'm not that type of person. I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to be your backpack. Like, show me the life I can live, show me how, and yeah. leave me alone. And, and I love that. And love Jeff Tweedy did that for me. And now, right now, the man who's really just inspiring me and keeping me pushing and throwing me in the fire is Kim Jones right now, the creative director of Dior. And um, I'm just so excited to have him as a friend and have someone who actually supports me. Like, I, I, like we DM all the time, and I feel like, shit, I'm harassing this man. And, and I told him one day, I was like, am I bothering you? He's like, Chris, you're not bothering me. Right. And I, I just feel like, you know, I'm so thankful to have him as a friend and a mentor and just just someone I could talk to if I need to, Yeah. you know? So it's a, it's a blessing. And did you think in a million years no. that you and Kim Jones would Never. be the best of buds? Never. I mean, yeah. you know, as black people, we, we seem to think another black person is going to help us before a white person. Mm, and okay. there's a lot of black designers that I know, that I talk to, that yeah. I run up to. 
not a time of day. Right. But there's this British white man that I've been a fan of. I know his history because I studied him in school, but I would have never thought he would stop, listen, look in my eyes mm-hmm. and say, you know what? Let's be friends. Let's see what, let's see what can happen. Let's. Yeah. And in the matter of three days speaking to Kim Jones, he posted me on his Instagram. Oh, wow. I sent him a shirt and he posted it on his Instagram. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Right. Like, my mind was blown. No, I didn't even believe it. And I'm just like, in the back of my head, I just hear your friends like, man, these white people don't do shit for it. Like, wait a minute. This guy is like really looking out for me. Like and supporting you. Beyond supporting. Yeah. And, and it, you start to see as much as we want to blame race, when you get to a certain part, port, uh, certain part of your life, there's no longer black or white. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm gonna look out for minds no matter what, mm-hmm. and can you help me help you? So it, it's, it's scary though, yeah. because of the way we were brought up. You yeah. know? What exactly is scary for you, do you think? Um, for me, taking chances on people I don't know, like mm-hmm. for me when someone is so nice to me, yeah. I wonder what they want. In, in turn, but okay. someone's so high, there's really nothing I could give you <laughs> in right, turn, right. unless it was something devious, which ain't gonna happen. But I always wonder, like yeah. for instance, Mark Jacobs has been the sweetest person to me. Never wanted a thing from me, not a thing. I couldn't even buy this man lunch if I wanted to. Right. And he invited me to his, his home, invited me to his wedding. And I just like, what? What do you give someone? Like when you go to your, my first thing that was bothering me when I went to his wedding, what do I get him? That he doesn't already have. And guess what? When you walk through the door of his wedding and I'm standing behind Gigi Hadid and Beth Midler's behind me on the line. And I said, why is there a line in Mark Jacobs' wedding? And then you get to the front and there he is. He said, Chris, I want to greet everybody I've invited. Oh, wow. All 365 guests I want to greet. And I said... So that's why I've been on this damn line this whole time, kissing my ass off, because you're over here hugging and greeting and kissing and talking. It, that's interesting. But really, I wanted to kind of cry. I'm very emotional. And it's yeah. just like a man of that stature is just standing there greeting every guest. That's humility. Like that's, that's crazy to yeah. me. And then you're thinking about what to get him. He's giving you gifts. He gave every single person at the wedding a gift. I'm like... Oh my God. That's I was like, Jesus, there's nothing I can get this man. That's like, different. And so, like, do you think that your relationships with these people, Mark Jacobs, Kim Jones, like all the people that you have in your life, do they inspire where you're going? I'm sure they've given you words of advice and X, yes. Y, and Z, but how do you take it with a grain of salt sometimes? Or is it kind of like, let me implement everything they tell me? How do you discern what your better judgment is? Or if you're kind of like, mm, I don't want to. Yeah. Take what everything they're giving me and implement it into my career, into my clothes, into whatever. How do you discern between that? Because so, I'm, I'm sure you want to stay true to you, too. I always stay true to me, no yeah. matter what. But it's so funny that our relationships have become such friendship where it's not even talking about clothes. Right. <laughs> so me watching him live his life and him being there and him watch, me seeing how he does his fashion shows is what yeah. now inspires me within fashion. Yeah. But it's never a conversation of, oh, Chris, you should make this and you should do that. Like, you know, when you're a designer, there's so much freedom. You're so happy to have that freedom that 
I feel like a real designer would never tell or try to influence another designer. Ooh, that's, that makes so much sense. Yeah. And so where's Chris Port going? Are we building a fashion house? <laughs> is that, because that's what I see. I yeah. mean, but is that really realistic for you? Like, for where do, where's Chris Port in three to five years? For me, I want to collaborate. I don't want to build like a mega, mega, mega house because you see how many hands get inside yes. and sometimes the message gets lost. Like, I don't, I don't want to build something so big where I can lose control. Like, I want to be able to continue to collaborate, help people all around the world. Mm. There's so many artists and creative people. It's crazy. Like, the DMs I get from around the world in Germany and mm -hmm. look at these people's work. And that's kind of what I always want to be able to answer people in DMs and always be able to reach out. So I don't want to become some conglomerate type of huge house. You know, you have Caring, you have LVMH. Those houses are huge. Yeah. Colossal. I mean, they have Hennessy. They have yes. that, like that, level. That for me is overwhelming and you kind of lose okay. the, the viewing of, of what it all is. Mm -hmm. You know, like um, I see myself really as Kim Jones in the future being able to build other brands, jumping from here to here, still doing my own thing and staying true and being happy and traveling the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I heard you mention the word community. I believe it was something around that. Um, and I want to know what it is the brand doing for the world because conscious capitalism is a thing. It's and true. I just want to get your take on <laughs> how, how you're either adding or subtracting from conscious capitalism. And are you yeah. going so deep as to making it charitable down the line? Are you oh, going yeah. so deep as to being environmentally friendly with your clothing line? Like, where are we going with that? Yeah. Where it's like, okay, I'm making this line, but I want to be beneficial to the consumers. And I want to change the way that consumers shop yeah. streetwear or fashion it's in true. general. We have to stop overproducing. It makes no sense. There's only 365 days in a year. What are you doing with over 500 pieces and, and this and that and the third? Oh, wow. It's, okay. It's intense. It's overwhelming. I mean, I get to see all type of clientele from the highest of the high to the lowest of the low. Yeah. And unfortunately, these people here can't even separate themselves from these people. It's a brainwash that we need, we need, we need. We, we have what we need. And for me right now, I, you know, I like um, one of my favorite models right now, Iman Haman. She's giving so much back to these uh, women in Africa, these little girls. And she's teaching them like what they can do going forward. She's incredible. She's she's absolutely amazing. And I've donated money to her charity. Oh, um, wow. Alton Mason has a charity. I donate to him. Anyone that I know has a charity, I donate to. I there's not there's not a reason you can't donate to. Like it's a good thing. And with me, I don't overproduce. I'm not trying to create 16 different collections in one year. Yes. That makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm making a piece because I love it. And I want you to love it. I want you to cherish it. I don't want to continue to bombard you with, oh, look at this, and look at this, and look at this. Right. It's, it's a saturation. Exactly. And I definitely know a lot of brands, especially Anna Wintour, made a huge thing about it that she, we all need to stop. We need to stop now. It's, it's out of control. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so um, you said collaboration as well. And I want to know, Top three people that you're, you would look to <laughs> collaborate with, besides Kim Jones okay. and besides, mm. besides Dior, besides Marc Jacobs, three people that you would see yourself wow. collaborating, whether they're on, you know, whatever level. Because, you know, sometimes... They don't have to be a designer, right? No, they, they could be, be a, person. a person, brand, anything. Tracy Ellis Ross. Oh, yeah. I'm, I love everything she stands for, mm -hmm. and I feel like she's legendary. 
she comes from Diana Ross. I mean, what what can right. what else? Bam, yeah, you got it. <laughs> like period. There's, yeah. no, there's no explanation. She's just an amazing person. She is, and I love everything she does. She's she's one of those celebrities that don't disappoint you. Mm, that's real. <laughs> you know, just just like amazing. Yeah. And then the second, wow, that's hard. That's hard. I would say for me, <laughs> this is going to sound funny, I would say Young Thug. <laughs> hey, why not? I've, I've been wanting Young Thug to step into the fashion world, yeah. and I thought he was. Honestly, He's, I thought he was going to drop a line, some snakeskin boots. He just dropped a line. You, you should be hearing about it soon. It's called Spider. He just dropped oh, a clothing line. okay, I haven't heard about but it. But I feel like people kind of sleep on him, but mm. he really does whatever he wants. Yeah. And that way, that shows his freedom, and that I love. Yeah. He's such, like... He's such a, an amazing person. I'm so glad I was able to like dress him a couple occasions. He's for me, he's my favorite because he's just free. When, right. you, when you're free, you just move different. Right. You say things different. You make mistakes because it's fine. Yeah. We're human beings. It's okay. Right. And then the third, I would say J Balvin. <laughs> yes. I love him. Yeah. I love yeah. Him. yeah. What about him? And how are you infusing his? I, I, if I like, it's funny you say J Balvin because like I always see this fusion of like you know his whole Hispanic heritage yeah. and the whole Chris Port edgy look. Like yeah. we don't have that. It's true. It's true. He's very family orientated. Yeah. He loves. He loves love. Yeah. Like the man. Like you said when we spoke when we had dinner. Like yeah. every time you hear about him. It's only good things. Yeah. It's because that's who he is. He's just a good person. He takes the time out. He, like, it's so funny. He was hanging out with Kim Jones and uh, the other day, and they all, they like, oh, Chris, you know, like, they kind of hit me like, where are you? And they came to visit me really quick. And I'm like, who does that? Right. Like, you're the biggest reggaeton super artist in the world, and you're taking time out just to say hi. And that's, yeah. the, that's the, the definition of what J Balvin is. He's mm -hmm. such a force, and I'm so happy he's, I'm happy the success came to him. Right. It couldn't have been to anyone better. That's amazing. Like, All right. So I do want to get a little um, into the controversy in fashion because I know something had came to our attention um, with the CFDA and Pyre Moss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I kind of wanted, I just really wanted to get your opinion on you know, these fashion awards and, you know, the infrastructure of the fashion industry because, yeah, it's expanding, it's diversifying, they're letting us in, we're mm -hmm. creating all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But uh, Mr. Moss brought it to our attention that, you know, the CFDA was literally appropriating and yeah. stealing and, you know, regurgitating our culture back and not even doing it correctly and kind of like, brought him on board and asked him for his intellectual property. He mm -hmm. gave it, thinking he was going to be a part of something monumental. Used and it. they just used it and said, no, thank you. We don't need you. So yeah. that's kind of like the common thing of like, we don't need you, but we need everything that's in your yes, brain. And 100%. I just wanted to get your opinion on all of that. I'm happy he said what he said and he was frustrated because you don't tell someone they have a cover and then you give it to Valentino and Naduct, which amazing beautiful Sudan model but it's you don't you don't do that in fashion you don't fly him to Paris to sit him down and and put him through this questionnaire promising him something I mean you Armand is the head of the CFD you don't do that Literally. and I felt I felt his anger and I'm glad he instead of using it physical he took it 
and wrote something and just did it the professional way. I thought it was very professional. The only thing that I always worry about is the backlash, the, you know, what might happen. And none of us know until it later happens. on down the road. Right. Now, we remember Real Sport from Gypsy Sport. Yeah. What happened to him? He's not invited to any of these CFDA DA, um, events. He's not invited to the Met Gala. He's not invited. He gets, you got, when was the last time you heard anything about it? I know, that's so true. But he did, two years ago, what Pryor Moss just did. He aired out the, you know, the injusticeness, the plagiarism, the, everything he had a problem with, he did what Pryor Moss did, mm -hmm. and they blacklisted him. He had his fashion shows somewhere it was no no coverage. It was great. I, I enjoyed it, but there was no coverage. There was no coverage for it. And once oh you go God. against this huge, like I said, this huge conglomerate, you yeah. go against that, you have to be very careful. You have to have everything set up in a row. The thing about Pryor Moss is why he's, people say, wow, this guy really shot up overnight. He's he's more of a financial brain set than a designer. Right. He can, he's set up something where he can't fail because he's looking at it as a financial um, aspect, not so much a designer. Designers is the worst career you could ever choose. You're artistic and you want people to pay you for your <laughs> designs. Like that's heart, that, that causes you like heart attacks and anxiety, you know? Will they like it? Will they not like it? With Pryor Moss, he's, he's so financially driven, like mind-wise, he knows numbers that he can put those numbers in fact, get that collaboration with Reebok and then create clothes. Right. Most creatives go the other way. Yeah. They create clothes and hopefully somebody likes it Bigger brands come, you know, reaching out. It's it's different. Right. But I think he's very smart, and I hope that nothing, I hope they don't blacklist him. I really don't think that he can be blacklisted it's, only because mm -hmm. the climate that we're in right now, I feel like he has so much support. He does. That if it's like, if he does get blacklisted, and I feel like a lot of other conglomerates, like you said, have to move um accordingly and according to his path because if he does get blacklisted that's something else he can talk about and then yep. we're like ah oh, so you did do it oh you yeah. are guilty so then we are able to really point the finger it's true yeah but, but now it, i want yeah it's hard it's hard because think about it even if they blacklist him are are all of these models going to step aside and go on his side right for instance in your face he got kicked off the cover for valentino the duke that's so real. They, I mean, is anyone really going to go with him? Walk with him? It, it's it's a huge it's a huge question. It's it's you, you know you as a person you're tested in the what's right and what's wrong. It, it's a lot of people will not. A lot of people will not. A lot of models will not. A lot of these editors will not. Have you ever been in a space where you felt like, oh my God, I have to make one of the biggest decisions in my life? Nope. <laughs> no. Okay. No. Yeah. Hell no. I try to. I don't put myself into those situations, and that's why I. I like to stay unseen. I like to stay behind the scenes. I don't want to put myself into so many things where it gets iffy. Right. But I, I feel like as you grow and as you do expand and branch out and you come to these, um, come to the place where you're sitting down with all of these powerhouses, mm -hmm. something's gonna slip through the cracks. It's true, something's gonna happen. I feel like you're gonna have to face some kind it's of true, adversity. But the best thing about life yeah. is that I can learn from everyone else's mistakes. Yeah, I can sit at the table and say, I'm not gonna talk my mouth. Remember what Pryor said? He said, "Something told me to shut up." Somebody <laughs> 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 said, "Something told me to shut up." Yeah. So, thank God I could. Wow, that happened to him. When I'm there, I'm not gonna be jibber jabbing all around like yeah. I'm sitting here. You know what I mean? So 
I can definitely see what has happened to everyone, yeah. to a lot of designers, and just make sure that when if I'm there, I learn from their mistakes. That's amazing. Yeah, I don't want to be in that situation. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever made a mistake that you were just like, what was I thinking? Uh, I would say I made a mistake. I made a mistake like last week, I would say. I was <laughs> wow. upset at myself. Yeah. I was I was right next to little Zan X, little little Nas X, little Zan. Yeah. Little Nas X. And I'm like, shit, I should say something. I should introduce myself. Or maybe I'll just say and I'm talking to myself and he walks he's gone. And by the time you look up, he's gone. Right. I was like I was like, what the hell was that, Chris? I'm not even starstruck. I was just like, what am I gonna say? And he's gone. But is that anxiety? Do you think that's I think where it's, it's more stemming anxiety from? and I don't want to seem like, you know, I sell knives and I'm knocking on your door trying to get you to buy a knife. So it's always about my approach. I never want to approach someone in a more uncomfortable way. And I just was overthinking and then he was gone. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so But is this something that you struggle with at all? Anxiety, overthinking, oh, yeah. self doubt? Yeah. I'm having huge anxiety. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, there's no way any designer doesn't suffer from depression huge depression i mean you can't you know you have your publicist telling you to do this then you have your your real fans telling you they want you to make you this but this mm -hmm. is in trend right now so i gotta make this yep i mean that's that's anxiety that's like shit and then you do it and then you're waiting like is it gonna sell is it gonna move is it gonna is it what's it gonna do so when i was in paris with kim jones for dior and i'm watching him and he's like walking back and forth <laughs> i'm like that's me right <laughs> that's me on a higher scale and he's like Pacing back and forth, trying to and find a peace of mind. He knows he's great and the show is going to be phenomenal. He's still nervous. Right. And that's a true creative because this is really what you've created, but the world is going to see it. Yeah. So you're nervous about what they're going to say about your work. So, I, so unfortunately, this is a career where you're always going to be high anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's approval. So where do you go for that peace of mind? What do, what do you tap into? What do you... Music, family, animals... Mm -hmm. It's like the best thing in my, my world that calms me down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And speaking of family, I know you did something really incredible in Cuba. And yes. I remember we were like kind of talking yes. about it. <laughs> and I remember you mentioning it like, yeah, this is to show my family because they don't understand what I'm doing. Oh, but they this have is to no kind of put it in idea. their face. The what was that like? Oh, it was amazing. The only model they know of is Naomi Campbell. That's right. it. That's it. There's no other models that exist in the world. And she even has a dish after, named after her in Cuba. But for me to go back to my family, like put them into my clothing and have them walk. First of all, they thought I was absolutely crazy. Like they were like, why do you want me to walk so slow? Why do you want me to turn like this? And they were looking at me like if I ever showed you like the unedited, they were looking at me like it was insane. insane. But mm -hmm. I, I just love Cuba so much. Yeah. You know, you go there and you're like, oh my God, they have nothing. And then you're there and you're like, oh my God, they have everything. Right. Like, they're the happiest fucking people in the world. Yeah. There's no mental institution. There's no homeless people. There's, the, there, there's no, adoption agency is an orphanage where kids are there because, you know, maybe their parents got hit by a car or something like that. Yeah. Like, the place is, they got it fucking together. Yeah. They understand what life should be. You own your plot where your house is. I live in Long Island. I have a house. I don't own that land. At any time in the Constitution or whatever, whatever government can say, well, this land actually belongs to us. Mm -hmm. In Cuba, you own that land. You own, which is a huge word that we don't even understand. Yeah. Because we're still using the word self, 
what is it called? Uh, so what's, what do they say Kylie is? Self-made. Self-made. <laughs> How can anyone be self-made? Yeah. Can you buy your album one million times, then you're self-made? So it's like, Cuba just gets it. And it's, I always tell people, go there. And that's why Trump tries to block people from going there, because you really feel, first of all, you go back in time to the 1930s, which is the architect is absolutely breathtaking. And you just, you feel love. doesn't matter. You know, I found this little community of slaves, black slaves, and her, she was telling me the stories of her ancestors. She said, when my family was freed, they came to Cuba, and Cuba opened the doors to them. These were wow. African slaves. They didn't speak the same language. Cuba said, we know what happened. I'm sorry what happened to you. Here's some land. Build your family. So there, there's these restaurants, these African-Cuban restaurants that I love eating at down there. But it's Cuba's the best place in the world. Oh, my God. That's amazing. You have, you have to go. But my, yeah. my family enjoyed it. They, they thought I was crazy. They, they had enjoyed every second of it. Yeah. <laughs> and what was it exactly? It was a fashion show? It was a, Yeah. So I did a small fashion show and then like a little clip movie to lead to the show. So they were all in it and they loved it. They, That's so beautiful. They enjoyed it very much. And where else do you draw inspiration from? I see that Cuba is like the highlight, but where else are you drawing inspiration from besides just, your identity and just Cuba? New York. New just York, New York, New York got so much going on. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like on crack every five minutes and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere I look, something's changing. I'm just like, perfect, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, there's so much behind your clothing, so mm -hmm. much behind you, and I'm so happy that you even took the time out because seriously, yes. I knew you had a story to share. I knew the passion was still there. You're so hungry. Yes, I'm extremely hungry. Oh, my hungry. God. And I see that you're just, like, wanting to tell your story and really put it out there. And I just Only wanna, for you. Yeah, only for me. <laughs> only for Smile. I love yes, it. Yes, only for Smile. <laughs> um, but, you know, what are you leaving behind for the people? What's going to succeed you when, you know, you rise above and when join our maker? What are you leaving behind? An answer. It's, there's a lot missing. People want knowledge. There's no reason why we have people hungry. There's no reason why. I mean, it's, we just need an answer. So if everyone in the world just helped one person, the world would be a better place. We'd be done with everything. Everything would be done. It just takes one person to help one. Don't help five, don't help six. Help one person, everyone. And what I wanna leave behind is that you can create and you can actually save the world. I always tell my nieces and nephews, I was like, you know, fashion, they laugh at me. I said, fashion is going to save the world. Yeah. I said, because if you think your government didn't already have the chance to save you, you know, my nephew's a little black boy, that's, that's eight negatives right there. If you think your government didn't have the chance to save you, but they had $7 billion to build on airplanes, it ain't going to be the government that's going to save you. Mm -hmm. I said, now fashion is starting. If you really listen to the way fashion people talk, it's all about saving the world. It's all about giving money. That's so true. It's, it's us. It's, it's, it has nothing to do with anything. No one is going to help us but us. And I, that's what I plan to leave behind is that let's create. Because creating leads to, leads to so much. It leads to architect where we can have homes. It leads to better food because we're creating great land to build food like everything starts with design and if you want to survive it's only going to be us god <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah you just it, like literally whew, i just fell into that that yeah, was it's, beautiful no it's, it's, it's overwhelming yeah you know and that's a beautiful place to end because god <laughs> damn that was great thank you Chris. thank you so much for having me i love smile and i love her yes yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs>
Thank you so much. Smile. Remember, it always gets better. D-mic, everybody. D-mic. So I could get up and hug the shit out of you.